Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. In 1977, Northern California was experiencing one of the worst droughts in history when a young woman vanishes. Precipitation was at an all-time low. Lakes and reservoirs were dangerously low. Years later, investigators start finding bodies popping up along one of their main highways, Interstate 5. All of them had been raped. All of them had been strangled. The hair was cut. The clothes were cut. You start thinking, yes, this is this is a serial killer. It is extremely dangerous, and it's very difficult to catch a serial killer. As detectives fight the elements for clues, will a monster continue killing? This would be a daunting task to actually find the I-5 Strangler. Since the 1970s, the frequency of extreme weather in the United States has steadily increased. And California is one state that has been greatly impacted. We have a lot of unique weather. We have snow, we have rain, we have extremely hot days. We have really a, a, quite a mixture in California. That's because of California's size and unique geography. During the summer, they can experience triple-digit heat. They can have winds gusting down the mountains, leading to hot and dry conditions. And then in the winter months, you can get feet of snow on the high elevations. But most of California's climate is marked by two seasons, a wet and a dry. They call it a Mediterranean climate. It provides a lot of sunshine during the spring, summer, and fall and then we get some rain in the winter. But we do fight droughts in all of California. And from 1976 to 1977, the state saw one of the most significant droughts in decades. There was a persistent area of high pressure over the Pacific Ocean, and that was funneling storms away from California. So precipitation was at an all-time low. Water rationing was a way of life, and reservoirs were incredibly low. In fact, Lake Berryessa, the largest lake in Napa County, dropped to less than 50% during that time. But that year was also the beginning of something much worse, a predator like no other that would hide behind the extreme elements of the California climate to get away with murder. As the area is enduring a horrific drought, police in Walnut Creek, 25 miles east of San Francisco, get a visit from a concerned young man. He says his girlfriend, 21-year-old Llewellyn Burley, is missing. She had graduated from the Hills Business College. 
She was setting out to get a career and develop herself as a young woman. Her boyfriend tells police that a man had called the business college looking to hire a secretary, and Llewellyn jumped at the chance. She wanted to be successful, and she was looking at any opportunity she could to get ahead. He said his name was John Brown, and he was with a well-known makeup company, and he was going to open a business in Pleasant Hill and was hoping to hire a secretary from that business college. He says Llewellyn set up a job interview with the man on Saturday the 10th, two days before. He told her a little bit about the job, and it was good pay with benefits and a charge account, all kinds of attractive perks. They parted, and then he called her again and wanted to meet Sunday morning at the same location. When Llewellyn Burley did not show up back home that evening, the boyfriend went to the location of that shopping mall, found her car there, and then after he called other friends and parents, he reported her missing the next day. For months, Walnut Creek investigators follow every lead they can. Unfortunately, they aren't able to gather enough evidence on any one suspect, and Llewellyn's case goes cold. It will take almost three decades before police uncover the truth behind her disappearance. Nine years later, at an hour east of Walnut Creek, San Joaquin County is gearing up for another hot summer day with little to no precipitation. We're pretty much dealing with the Central Valley. The Central Valley is known for agriculture. Uh, the summers are usually extremely hot. The average high is in the 90s, and oftentimes temps can climb into the triple digits. Rain is rare in the summer, and this year was no exception. There was no rain at that time whatsoever. Everything was dry out there. Dusty, dusty roads, dusty fields. There was, there was no rain in that area for a while. temperatures are still pleasant, emergency dispatchers receive a disturbing 911 call from a local fisherman. He had been going out to these irrigation dishes and had been catching crawdads, and he would use them for fishing bait. He saw the body of a female in a irrigation canal out off of Highway 12 west of Lodi. I was working homicide at that time, so my partner and I responded to that area. Minutes later, San Joaquin County Sheriff's homicide detectives arrive at the remote location about 35 miles southeast of Sacramento. They fear vital evidence may have already been compromised by the weather. Working an outdoor crime scene is the most difficult. Indoor crime scene, you can have things protected. Outside, you're dealing with the elements. As they bring the victim out of the water, they can tell she's fairly young and hasn't been there very long. Detectives immediately notice that the woman has short hair and ligature marks around her neck. The pathologist puts her time of death between 1 a.m. and 8 a.m. 
She was dressed in a pair of white shorts and she had a bra on. We searched the area for the victim's purse, any type of ID that would be out there. We couldn't find anything. But a search of the water is a different story. I found a blue tank top. The tank top had been cut up the side, and the top straps of the tank top were also cut. This appeared, you know, obviously very odd. And we found these scissors that were in very good shape, no rust whatsoever. We felt confident that this was probably the pair of scissors used to cut her tank top. Based on the way her body is found, detectives request a sexual assault kit, although the chance of finding any forensic evidence is slim. The pathologist was not thinking that a sexual assault kit would do anything because she'd been in water. He said, well, we still want to do our sexual assault kit. Detectives are hoping an autopsy will reveal some clues about the killer and the victim. As detectives work to uncover who the young woman is and who killed her, they are unaware that her death is just the beginning of a massive investigation. We're trying to backtrack from 20 to 30 years ago. Where the weather helps a killer get away with murder. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Nine years after the unsolved disappearance of Llewellyn Burley, detectives in San Joaquin County are dealing with another hot summer in California when they find the strangled body of a young female floating in an irrigation canal. 
you want to identify your victim. That's the key part for us, is identifying who this victim is. The unidentified woman has had her shirt cut with scissors and was possibly raped. After processing the crime scene, San Joaquin County detectives head back to the station. That afternoon, investigators immediately reach out to other departments in the area about any missing persons cases and get a hit. Sacramento County Sheriff replied that they were working on a missing person case and our female matched. Their person was Stephanie Brown. Stephanie grew up just northeast of Sacramento and graduated from Del Oro High School before moving southwest to Citrus Heights with a girlfriend. Stephanie worked as a bank teller in the Sacramento area. She was 19 years old. People there loved her. Stephanie was very happy going, lots of friends, would do anything for one of her friends. Detectives see on the report that her mother called the Sacramento police on July 15th when Stephanie didn't come home the night before or show up to work that Tuesday morning. Her car was found abandoned south of Sacramento at Hood Franklin Road and Interstate 5. Now, at that time, that area was extremely remote. There was not much that would be out there. She had no reason to be at that location. As detectives wait for autopsy results, they run Stephanie's fingerprints. We ended up getting a fingerprint from Stephanie Brown's driver's license, and we compared it to our victim, and it matched. The next day, the medical examiner confirms that Stephanie died by ligature strangulation. He also concludes that she was sexually assaulted. And luckily, the water didn't wash away all the evidence. When the sexual assault kit was completed, there was a trace of semen that was found in the vaginal area of Stephanie. That was later sent off to Department of Justice for examination. DNA was not available at that time. What they were able to do was give us a blood typing of our suspect. Once they identified Stephanie, detectives head to her parents' house to deliver the tragic news. And they're heartbroken. When detectives ask who would want to harm their daughter, her mom says she can think of no one. But investigators are stunned with what she says next. The mom described her as having this, you know, long hair, and I sort of froze because I knew our victim didn't have long hair. So we knew her hair had been cut by our suspect. Immediately, me and my partner talked about it and we said, it's a souvenir. Somebody killed her and took a souvenir. Detectives next speak with Stephanie's roommate to find out what happened the night Stephanie disappeared. The roommate and the roommate's boyfriend had gone out. They stopped at a liquor store but their car wouldn't start when they got back out. This was about midnight. She called Stephanie for a ride. Stephanie, being the good friend that she was, brought them back to the boyfriend's apartment. They last saw her around 1 a.m. when she left, but they say Stephanie was concerned about finding her way back home. 
She wasn't familiar with the area that she was at in Sacramento. This is before cell phones. So the boyfriend draws a map for her to how to get back onto the freeway to get back home. That was the last time they saw her. With Stephanie's car already impounded, detectives examine it closely, but nothing stands out as a clue to what happened to her. We couldn't determine if there was any type of struggle. There was nothing that was really out of place or anything. And they find nothing wrong with the car's engine. Stephanie did not break down. We were confident of that. She stopped for a reason at that location. And when they look at photos of where her car was abandoned, they figure Stephanie must have gotten lost. Unfortunately, she got on Highway 5. Instead of going north, she went south. Her car is later found at the next exit. So she knew that she was probably going in the wrong direction. Investigators revisit the area Stephanie's car was found. But with no solid leads, they decide to start looking at those closest to Stephanie. They track down two ex-boyfriends, but both are quickly eliminated as persons of interest. They're stumped over who would want to do this to the young girl. He was able to kidnap her, took her approximately 20 miles to an irrigation ditch off of Highway 5. He raped her, he strangled her, and left her body in the ditch. We could not find a single person that had a grudge against her. She was extremely well-liked. The investigation into Stephanie's murder slowly starts to run out of steam until another gruesome discovery is made. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. During a typically hot Northern California summer, 19-year-old Stephanie Brown is found strangled, her hair and clothes cut with scissors, and her body left in an irrigation ditch off Interstate 5. The weather has left San Joaquin County detectives with little to go on. A month later, a woman calls the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office in a panic, saying her 26-year-old daughter, Charmaine Sabra, was just abducted on I-5. I ended up making contact with Charmaine's mother. She tells detectives that the night before, she and her daughter decided to go out. She says they went to see a band, and then after 2 a.m., they were on their way back home to Sacramento when their car broke down. They broke down actually on I-5, right, right outside of Lodi, California. As they were trying to get help, an individual pulled up and told them that he'd be more than glad to offer them help. He says, I could give one of you a ride. I can only fit one person in my car. The mother says to the daughter, you go because you need to feed your baby who's at home. Charmaine's mother remained with the car. Eventually, CHP did come by and render aid. She went back home to Sacramento and found that Charmaine did not come back home. So she started to panic and worry. Detectives ask her if she can describe the man and his vehicle. Charmaine's mother was able to describe this person as white male, in his 40s. He had a big nose. His hair was combed back, short hair, wearing a T-shirt, didn't really talk much, and he was driving a dark colored car. Investigators set up a sketch artist with Charmaine's mother to do a composite of the man. We released the composite to the news media requesting assistance if anyone knew anybody that looked familiar. And we were swamped with people calling in. Now you have to start tracking down all these possible leads. Meanwhile, investigators can't help but notice a similarity to the Stephanie Brown case. Where she had disappeared from and where Stephanie Brown's vehicle had been found and where her body had been located, they were all in the same general area. So immediately you start thinking, could this be the same person? later, while detectives continue to chase down leads, they get word that a body has been found off Highway 12, just outside the I-5 corridor. San Joaquin detectives head out to the area. A hunter discovered the body of a female just east of Rio Vista, not far from where Stephanie's body was found. Unfortunately, there's nothing around to identify the body. And because of the weather, Police aren't sure how long she's been there. 
Her body was extremely decomposed. She was what we would call mummified. The skin becomes almost leathery. Extreme heat and low humidity are the key factors here. On September 6, 1986, we had temperatures around 90 by 3 o'clock. Relative humidity was around 29%. That's very low. And no rain. That's the kind of weather they were having all summer. If remains are outdoors, heat speeds everything up. Decomposition, insect larvae, more wildlife activity, those sorts of things. Detectives find no physical evidence around the body, but what they do find are similarities with Stephanie Brown's crime scene. She had a spaghetti strap top wrapped around her neck. So it was used as a restraints and it was also used as a garrote. Her clothes were cut, Stephanie's clothes were cut. Dental records were able to confirm that our victim was Laura Hedick. Laura Hedick was a 20-year-old prostitute working out of the Modesto area. Laura had met this gentleman who was driving a white 1974 Maverick. And she wasn't seen again. Investigators now wonder if Laura is connected to Stephanie's murder and Charmaine's abduction. We knew that there was a dark-colored sports car and a white Maverick involved in these cases. We believed that there was probably one killer. Could there have been two? Possibly. That was always in the back of our mind. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. 
During the hot, dry summer of 1986, San Joaquin County, California detectives are working the murder cases of 19-year-old Stephanie Brown and 21-year-old Laura Hedick and the abduction of 26-year-old Charmaine Sabra, all occurring off of Interstate 5. They aren't sure if they're dealing with one or more suspects. That was something that we were thinking about. Why different cars? We knew that there was a dark-colored sports car that was involved and a, a white Maverick. Statistics show that serial killers are, are usually by themselves, but sometimes there are two. That fall, San Joaquin police get word from a neighboring jurisdiction of another disturbing discovery near South Lake Tahoe. A hunter just north of Ione and the foothills in that area discovered the remains of a body. Amador County responded to that location and started to work on the crime scene. It appears the body has had prolonged exposure to the elements which will make identification difficult. It was almost skeletal. Clothing still remained in the area. The body appeared to have been decomposing, but also animals had gotten to the body as well. Based off the clothing, they can tell the body is most likely female. And there's a familiar signature. The clothing had been cut. And part of her clothing on her top was used to wrap around her neck. The nylons she was wearing had been cut, and those were used as restraints around her wrist. It was too hard to determine if her hair was ever cut because of decomposition and animals and everything. They submitted dental records to the Department of Justice, and we were able to identify the victim as being Charmaine Sabrat. Charmaine's body is about 30 miles from where she was abducted three months earlier. And again, the California weather was not a huge help. When Charmaine disappeared, it was August at that time. It was still, in this area, extremely hot. That increases the decomposition of the body dramatically, and it interferes with any type of evidence that we can find at that time. The arid California climate lasts all summer in that area. Now, the average high temperature that August was 94 degrees. The high temperature for the month was on August 4th. That was 102 degrees. We believe that she was probably killed on that same day. It was hard to determine exact cause of death, but the pathologist was able to say that most likely she died from ligature strangulation. Now, after finding Charmaine's body, police have three victims that have been abducted, bound, most likely sexually assaulted and strangled, with their clothes cut in similar fashion. You start thinking, yes, this is, this is a serial killer. They dubbed the killer the I-5 Strangler because the victims have been found in remote areas off Interstate 5 a 60-mile stretch of highway from Sacramento to San Joaquin County. He would kidnap in one jurisdiction, and he would dump in another to try to keep the authorities away from him. 
we put out a warning to the public, particularly the females, that there was a serial killer on the loose. In order to catch this killer, San Joaquin County detectives take the lead and form a multi-jurisdictional task force. Once we identify that there is a serial killer on the loose, we flood that case with a lot of resources just because it is extremely dangerous. And it's very difficult to catch a serial killer. We had several meetings. This is the MO. If you have any similar cases, bring them forward. Let's discuss them. Each department goes through their cold cases when they receive information about a serial killer and they see if there is a match. And one murder shared by the Sacramento County Sheriff appears similar. The murder and sexual assault of 29-year-old Barbara Ann Scott on July 3rd that same year. Barbara Ann was a prostitute working in the Pittsburgh area. She was probably taken about 10 or 15 miles to a golf course. She had been strangled with her own clothes. But Barbara Ann Scott, like Stephanie Brown, had been recovered quickly, a big advantage for investigators. They were found before the elements could get to their bodies and destroy the evidence. During autopsy, rape kits were taken on both of those young ladies the pathologist was able to obtain DNA evidence. But the technology is new. 1986, DNA was just starting. It hadn't even been determined by the California Supreme Court at that time if you were gonna be able to use it in a jury trial. Then the following month, Napa County Sheriff's investigators recovered the strangled body of 25-year-old Catherine Quinones, about 70 miles west of Sacramento near Lake Berryessa in Napa County. Catherine had been working as a prostitute in the downtown Sacramento area. She was last seen in early November the young woman has all the telltale signs of an I-5 strangler victim. She was strangled with a ligature. Her hair was cut. Her clothes were cut. And she was a prostitute out of Sacramento, which was similar to a couple other homicides. Her arms were bound up front, and she had a garrote wrapped around her neck. It was determined to be a parachute cord fastened to two wooden dowels and was twisted extremely tight around her neck. Witnesses are getting into a dark colored sports car. Detectives know that's the same vehicle description given in the abduction of Charmaine Sabra. With five murder victims now, Investigators know this killer shows no signs of stopping. I had gone out with the composite flyers and I had made contact with prostitutes in the Stockton area, Modesto area, Sacramento area. 
and gave him a flyer and said, if you see this person, somebody similar, to let us know. Police add extra patrols around the area, but will they catch the I-5 Strangler before he kills again? We know a lot about how dangerous he is. He's a monster. What we try to do is to understand what's he doing, why is he doing it, and where is he gonna do it next? The frustration, the stress level was enormous. You want that one lead, and it just wasn't coming through. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. The I-5 Strangler in Sacramento, California, appears to have taken five victims and has yet to be caught. Local law enforcement has been on high alert, increasing patrols in known prostitution areas, places where the killer has found several of his victims. Despite law enforcement's best efforts, months go by with no solid leads. I would go home, get up one, two in the morning, and just start reading through my cases. Is there something I'm missing? Then the following year, the task force gets word about an attempted abduction of a prostitute. She made a date with a person that was driving a white vehicle. While there, she began to adjust her seat, and as she was doing that, she heard the ratcheting sound of a pair of handcuffs. He reaches up and he grabs the back of her hair and starts to pull her back. Well, she's very strong and she's able to break free and get the door open. She saw headlights of a car coming her way, so she began screaming. Luckily for her, it was a Sacramento police officer, and she says, This person just tried to kidnap me. The man in the white car immediately took off. So the patrol car makes a U-turn, goes back, gets behind the car, and he sees an object being thrown out the window. 
He gets up to the car, makes a traffic stop, and he identifies this person as Roger Kibbe. Kibbe swore to the officer it was all a misunderstanding, but they arrested him for assault. And when the officer located what Kibbe threw out of his car window, he was stunned. It was a plastic ziplock that consisted of a garrote with parachute cord, very similar to what was used on Quinones, a pair of scissors, hair bands, and a pair of handcuffs. After reviewing the case, the task force investigators realized Roger Kibbe is a name they are very familiar with. The December before, Kibbe had been detained after trying to solicit a prostitute in the Stockton area. He did look similar to the composite, but at this time, he was one of a couple of hundred people on our list. After questioning Kibbe at the time, there wasn't enough evidence to hold him as the I-5 strangler. But now detectives have a strong suspicion that they found their serial killer. And now we really want to just pursue everything we can on Roger Kibbe. He had a dark-colored sports car and a 1974 white Maverick. Detectives learned that 48-year-old Roger Kibbe lives at and manages a storage facility in Sacramento with his wife. Criminal records show he served five years in prison for grand theft and burglary. But Kibbe's first arrest goes back to when he was a teenager. He was caught when he was 15 years old stealing clothes, ladies' clothes off of their clotheslines. When police tracked him down, he had saved a lot of those clothes, and they were cut with scissors. And so very early on, that seemed to be something he got off on. Everything is matching up. But while detectives wait for a search warrant to search Kibby's storage facility, he bails out of jail. We stayed with Roger Kibbe. When he woke up in the morning until he got to bed, we stayed with him until the search warrant was prepared. Three days later, a jogger finds the body of a young female in the woods in El Dorado County near South Lake Tahoe. Like the other victims, she's been killed by ligature strangulation. Her clothes have also been cut in the now familiar pattern of a strangler killing. And there were small pieces of parachute cord that had been cut and disposed of in the area. An autopsy identifies her as 17-year-old Darcy Frackenpole. Darcy Frackenpole was a runaway from the Bay Area, and unfortunately, she got involved in prostitution. She was working as a prostitute in the Sacramento area. Finally, detectives get their search warrant for Kibby's storage facility and find a key piece of evidence. He was a skydiver, and we were able to find a parachute cord that belonged to him. So you had the fact that it was in his possession at his home, in the killing kit, and at the crime scene. That was critical. While the cord is analyzed for forensic evidence, Roger Kibbe goes on trial in December 1987 for the assault of the prostitute the previous September. And he is convicted. He is sentenced where he does eight months in custody. So we have eight months to make sure all our evidence is prepared 
Because if he gets out, he's either going to kill or he's going to flee the area. That's when forensic analysis of the parachute cord comes back. When compared to the parachute cord that was found at Frackenpole's crime scene and then his killing kit, all of them had minute specks of red paint on it. It's enough to bring charges. And on April 29, 1988, two days before Kibbe is set to be released from jail, he is charged with the first-degree murder of Darcy Frackenpole. But detectives still need to connect him with the other five murders. Prosecutors build their case against the accused I-5 strangler. And a new piece of evidence closes a 27-year-old case, thanks to the weather. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In California, Roger Kibbe has been charged with abducting, raping, and killing 17-year-old Darcy Frackenpole. But investigators believe he's responsible for five more murders. The 49-year-old has been able to get away with it for so long by dumping the bodies in different counties and using the elements to his advantage. Weather had a significant impact on this particular case, either from rain pounding away at their bodies or from the sun decomposing their bodies. All that takes evidence away, so it becomes much more difficult. But luckily in 1988, Investigators find paint specks on parachute cord that links Kibbe to his youngest known victim. Three years later, the accused I-5 strangler goes to trial for the first-degree murder of Darcy Frackenpole. Roger Kibbe is a straight-out psychopath. He is someone who could act normal, fit in with society, and then the other side of him is that thrill to have power over innocent women and snuff the life out of them. He's a monster. And the jury agrees. On March 18, 1991, Roger Kibbe is found guilty and is sentenced to 25 years to life. But investigators want to hold him accountable for the other five murders. By the early 2000s, as DNA advances, investigators working to link Kibbe to more victims get the break they've been waiting for. We had resubmitted the sexual assault kit DNA for Barbara Scott and Stephanie Brown. And we got a positive identification as that being for Roger Kibbe. Roger Kibbe was looking at the California death penalty. Fearing death row, 
Kibbe, now in his 60s, agrees to plead guilty to all five charges in exchange for giving detectives a full confession and receiving life sentences. Obviously, a person can only do one life sentence without parole, but we believed all the victims deserved the same justice. At that point, he admitted that he killed Stephanie Brown, Laura Hedick, Charmaine Sabra, Barbara Scott, and Catherine Quinones. And then he admitted, obviously, to the one he was convicted of. But then Kibbe says something they didn't expect. Kibbe tells detectives his first victim was 21-year-old Llewellyn Burley in Walnut Creek back in 1977. 77 was the driest year on record for the state, receiving only 6.7 inches of rain for the entire year. He says he dumped her in a dry riverbed. We didn't have a body or anything, but he admitted to killing her and said that that was his first homicide that he did. We wanted to trace back to try to find where could she be, and is it possible we could actually find her body? To help detectives find the remains of Llewellyn, in October 2003, Kibby is escorted out of prison to the dumping site. We were looking for a needle in a haystack. It was, it was going to be tough. This was 30-something years later. Once they arrive to the general spot, Kibby says he no longer recognizes the area. Fires have gone through there. Droughts have gone through. Floods have gone through. The area changed dramatically. Detectives believe that rains through the years most likely moved her body downstream. We went ahead and we started scouring the different dry riverbeds in the area, and we were coming up with really nothing. A return trip in 2007 also comes up empty. By September 29, 2009, Roger Kibbe pleads guilty to the six murders he confessed to, and he is sentenced to an additional six life prison terms. For years, detectives continue the search for Burley's remains. But it's not until June 22, 2011, that they finally have some luck. A sheriff's deputy called me. He was assigned to Lake Berryessa area at that time. He was just kind of walking along. There was a little bit of water in this creek. And he said that he saw what looked to be a human pelvic bone. And the result of the DNA was we were able to say beyond a shadow of a doubt that was Llewellyn Burley's bone. That pelvic bone was probably 40 to 50 yards downstream in this creek from where we believe Roger murdered her and put her in that ravine. It was truly a miracle. The weather took her, hid her, and then brought her back 34 years later. Then on February 28, 2021, in a strange twist of fate, 81-year-old Roger Kibbe is strangled to death in his prison cell by his cellmate. The irony of the whole situation is that Roger Kibbe had killed, at a minimum, seven women by strangulation, and then he himself died the same way. All because the I-5 killer was able to use the weather to escape justice for more than a decade. It's a battle with weather to try to find those clues and that evidence that you need in order to solve a case.